Hello, everyone. So Hello. that's what she said with Danny podcast. Hello, Danny. What's going on? How are you today? You feeling good? I'm feeling great. I'm so excited to do another podcast with you as always. It's my favorite time. Me too. This is our favorite time of the week. Hope it's y'all's too. And it's going to be a good one this week. We are talking to two-time Olympic medalist, Jenny Finch. Remember, she won gold back in 2004. We're going to dive a little bit into her Olympic career, what it takes to be an Olympian. Isn't that what we all want to know? We would all love to be there. Not many of us can, but she can share what at least it takes to get there. Plus, where is that gold medal? Where does she keep it? Where does she show it off? Does she, how comfortable does she feel having other people handle it? Let's ask her about it. The other thing that we have to talk to Jenny about is Kim Ang. And I know that Jenny and Kim work together at Major League Baseball and have had a lot of time together. So just getting her reaction to the hiring of Kim Ang and the importance of that hiring, I know that Jenny will speak so passionately about that. And she's just, Jenny's just like a great person. Like how cool is it that you and I get a chance to have her on the podcast together? Because I know both of us have interacted with her separately and and have grown up watching her and and being a fan of her separately. So to get her on the podcast together is a pretty big deal, Lex. I mean, Danny, let's break through a barrier. Let's shatter some glass ceilings. Let's have our first female guest on the podcast and be an all-female episode of the show. It is a powerhouse show. Watch out, everybody. All right, let's welcome in Jenny Finch. Jenny Finch, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Super excited to talk to you about softball, talk about the Olympics coming up. We've got a lot to get to. So let's go ahead and start with your initiative with MLB. Pretty incredible that you are an ambassador to create these fields and to make better fields for younger kids in the game. So let's talk about the Scots initiative for these field refurbishments. What is your role in it and um, what does it mean to you? I'm so excited to partner with Scots and Major League Baseball. I know firsthand what a field can mean and where dreams are made of, right? And where communities are gathered around together. And I know the impact that a field can have. And especially with the year that we've had in the last year, this year is is pretty important. And um, this opportunity for baseball and softball fields across the country and communities to apply and possibly be one of the field refurbishment um, picks for Scots and Major League Baseball. Um, I'm here to try to get uh, communities to register and have the opportunity to um, have up to $50,000 spent on a field refurbishment in their, in their own community, in their own backyard. Wow, that's awesome. Jenny, I feel like your commitment to communities coast to coast is is so impressive, not only Arizona, Texas, Louisiana, and, and all these little girls who, you know, joined the game because of you. What was the field that you fell in love with the game? What, what was the place? What did it look like? What did it sound like? Uh, it was in La Mirada, California, where I grew up. And I want to say probably it was my brother's baseball fields because that was where I first was exposed to baseball. And obviously we watched the Dodgers growing up in Southern California and that was our team, but um, it was on their field watching them play. And it was like, Hey, I want to do that. And so when I got my opportunity to play T-ball when I was five, um, right in our own little league, and it was so much fun to go out there on Saturdays and see your friends from school and the whole community gather around and, you just had fun. And it was with girls, which I was in a house full of boys having two older brothers. And so it was just, um, I fell in love with it instantly. And I think probably that was the main reason was just, I was doing something with girls and I finally found like, Hey, these big muscles, um, 
you know, are a positive and I can throw the ball really hard and, you know, kind of turn um, what maybe society looks at in a negative way, but into a positive light and, and found the good in it and just how amazing our bodies are through sport. So Jenny, are you still a Dodgers fan? Was 2020 your year? Did you guys go crazy? We went crazy. Yes. There wasn't much to cheer about in 2020, but the Dodgers yeah. were it. Yeah. So they came in clutch for us. What a thrill it was to be able to watch them and celebrate. I wish, I wish my parents were in Southern California and I would have given anything to be able to celebrate um, with my parents, but um, that wasn't able to happen, but it's okay. We were, we, it was still very exciting and, and a positive of 2020. You can celebrate anytime. I feel like at this point, once, once your team's the world's right. champ, yeah, it's unlimited. There's no expiration date for that. Jenny, you mentioned, um, you know, women in sports, in baseball and, and learning to love who they are and grow up and dream of being anything and anyone that they want. And that is a message that you've preached um, time and time again in every different platform that you are on. And we have to ask you about Kim Ang, named general manager of the Marlins last year, first woman to be named a GM of a major North American pro men's sport. So when you heard that, I know what my reaction was. I know what Alexa's was. What was your reaction? <laughs> to that oh gosh we were fired up me tasha and lauren chamberlain you know we all we had this huge thread going on with with kim and just like you know kim for president kim for everything <laughs> you know bow down we had every gif you could possibly imagine but just in awe of of what she's been able to accomplish and i I'm so grateful for the time that I had with her and under her and just to learn from her and you know just such a humble strength, I would say, and a force to be reckoned with. And, and she fought for change. And, you know, it wasn't just kind of going through the motions. She was so passionate and she really wanted to provide and make a difference and, and make those changes. And I'm so thankful for, for her paving the way in, in, in so many avenues of, of, of women in sport. It's pretty incredible watching these women shatter these glass ceilings, especially to be, you know, alive for it and to be witnessing it as part of our history, because this is what means the most to, you know, younger generations. When you think about all of the women who are shattering those glass ceilings, who are breaking those barriers, uh, especially in sport, what does it mean to you in terms of providing that for the younger generations? You know, especially now that I'm, I'm, I'm being a role model was, was always close and near and dear to my heart. But now that I'm a mother, it just, it was emphasized to a whole nother level. Like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and to be raising a daughter in today's world and today's society and, and then being able to see that you can do anything. And it's so much fun. I coach my um, eight-year-old daughter's team and just these girls are being raised in a world to where, you know, like there is no glass ceilings and that's, it's, it's so exciting to see. And just, um, they have no idea just, you know, how amazing and cool it is to be able to turn on the TV and see women in sport, you know, in, in the booth from, you know, behind the camera to on the field, which, you know, we weren't um, able to be raised in, in that environment. So just to see how far we've come in it in a short period of time, it's, it's so exciting. We do have a long ways to go for sure, but um, the door is just continuing to be opened and Kim was a huge part of that. Yeah. Well, in 10 years, your daughter could be vying for a spot on the US Olympic team, something obviously you're very familiar with. It's back in the <laughs> Olympics for the first time since 08 when you won a silver medal with the team. And it's currently, it's a one-time deal from what I've understood, a return to the games. They're hoping that it comes back 2028, but 
Yeah. Need your case. Why should the Olympics add softball to their program for good? You know, for us, it's the pinnacle of our sport. There's over 120 countries that play our game. And so I think just that right there alone, and it's a team sport. There's not too many, you know, um, team sports out there and we need the Olympics. And I think the Olympics needs us just as much, you know, um, baseball is a worldwide sport and, and so is softball. And to see how far it have come in three Olympics, um, actually four, right? 96 to, to 2008. And then these countries finally had these programs established. And then all of a sudden, boom, 2008, they were gone. That was the last opportunity. And so now to be able to have that opportunity once again, and it couldn't be in a better place in Japan. I, you know, it was one of my favorite places to play. The stadiums are packed, usually, you know, 30 to 40,000 people come in to watch and, and, you know, play USA versus Japan in softball and just what a cool atmosphere. And they have their own professional league over there. Um, so it's, it's exciting for our sport, but we, we need that platform. And uh, there's young girls, you know, all over the world that um, need to have the opportunity to play for their country and to compete. Yeah, for that part is always so interesting to me for an athlete. What is the biggest difference between playing for your team versus playing for your country? You know, <laughs> I just remember like putting on the USA jersey and thinking like, I'm a, I'm a superhero now, right? Like these girls don't lose. They're perfect. They're amazing. And it was like, oh, but then like that voice of doubt came in and it was like, Jenny, you better not screw up now because, you know, now you're going to let your country down. Like what? <laughs> you know, so you try to put that in the back, uh, but there's no greater pride than having your country across your chest. And, you know, just to be a part of the, even, you know, the Pan American games and, and the other events, just how amazing it is to walk in you know, amongst the entire world, but yet in a healthy competitive environment um, and just see the beauty of different traditions and cultures and, and all of that and, and how each country kind of has their own unique style of play. Um, so much, so many amazing memories and, and such an incredible opportunity, having the opportunity to compete for your country and travel international and, and play the game that you love. And you've talked a lot about the balance of power and, and what comes with fame and what comes with being a face and a voice of an entire generation, but also every little girl is still saying your name. You know, when, when we cover amateur events, you know, who's your favorite player? Jenny Finch. You know, who's your favorite softball player? Jenny Finch. Who's your favorite athlete? Jenny Finch. <laughs> and, and I know that you've talked about what comes with that and, and you know, it can be stressful and, and you know, how do you fulfill the expectations of people? But college softball has this crazy meteoric rise. People are finally paying attention and realizing that this is the sport to be watching. ESPN has picked up, you know, so many games now. And I feel like college softball is finally getting its due. But for the young women who are still saying your name, Jenny, like, what does that mean to you? It's wild to think, you know, I grew up having to like search for the last page of any magazine or my, my parents would cut out like any app, any female athlete, basically. Like I couldn't be so sports specific. It was like any female athlete. I just wanted to get any information I could about them because you didn't really hear about female athletes. And now to see these young girls being able to turn on ESPN and, and, you know, all these sports channels and being able to see softball being played it's it's so surreal and just it, it's it's incredible to see how far we've come and and it's cool too because these networks aren't just putting us on you know because title nine and for you know equal rights and all that it's because 
the viewers are there and they are demanding and the more softball they put, you know, the viewership only increases. And so that's the cool part is just kind of seeing our sport finally get the platform and then seeing it shine and excel on that level. It's, it's quick, it's action impact. And, you know, we do the same thing that the guys do just in a more condensed kind of environment. And um, I think people are starting to appreciate kind of female in sports, women in sports um, for what they are in, instead of just comparing them to what the men do. Yeah. And how high we can fly when we're given the stage to do it. Right. It's incredible. And, and the audience. So uh, super excited for softball in the Olympics. All right. Time for a rapid fire. We give you a question. And the first thing that comes to your mind, you let us know. Oh gosh. I'm terrible at these. Just heads up. These are the worst. You, you these are going to be, it's like, oh gosh, <laughs> you, you take as much time as you need, but these are super okay. simple. Okay. If you could face one MLB hitter in today's game, who would you want to face? Probably Bryce Harper, just because my kids are all about Bryce Harper and, or, or Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, just because they'd be like, yeah, mom, you know, it would be, it'd be exciting for them. Mom points always. Yeah. What about the favorite thing that you've signed or, or a favorite autograph that you've ever given to a fan? Like the most random is like a sock in the mail or once we sent my baby's diaper and it was like, what? Like, this is not real, you know? Um, so those are probably the craziest. Um, Hold on. Were both those things clean? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, one was like on the baby. Like, I don't have anything, but will you sign her diaper? It's like some like signing the bum of a diaper. Um, it was in uh, Philadelphia. I think our game got rained out. So it turned into a two hour autograph session. <laughs> that was our game. <laughs> so we were all a little delirious. Oh, I love that. All right. How about your favorite player in MLB? Since you're a Dodgers fan, is it someone from the Dodgers? Um, I'm a Kershaw fan. I was really excited to see him kind of shine big, but every year it just kind of, it changes. And, and honestly, now that my kids are all playing, we don't get to watch as much as, you know, we would like to, but it's, it's fun now because um, basically we're at the ball fields every weekend, week in and week out with one of them playing, or if not all three of them playing. Who's the college softball player that you can't get enough of right now? Um, I have to go with my Arizona Wildcats and uh, Alyssa Palomino. Um, she's a stud and she's been through, I think, three ACL tears. So it's just been, you know, one hurdle over another. Um, and so it's been, and, and Deja too, who's on the Olympic team um, also. And Rachel Garcia, of course, UCLA, just so much talent out there and so much power and strength. And so um, it's exciting. I'm excited that they're getting the opportunity to play and I can't wait for the season. Yeah, a couple of names to look out for, for sure. Um, I'm glad you're letting us know. How about growing up, your favorite, you mentioned your Dodgers fan. Did you have a favorite player from that franchise or just in general in baseball that you absolutely loved? I'm probably going to date myself, but I remember just being little bitty and, and playing t-ball at Steve Sachs. Number three, like that was my guy. Um, and Oral Hershiser too, growing up, just watching him dominate on the mound and he was tall, long levers. And so I could kind of relate to that too. Jenny, gold medal. I know this seems like an impossible question now that I'm reading it out loud, but what does it take to win a gold medal? Like what, what are some of the adjectives or, or what does it take to get on a field and win a gold medal? Gosh, I think just <laughs> preparation, you know, a ton of training, hours and hours and hours. Um, 
but you, you still like, even every championship, you have to have that little extra something. And I do believe the harder you work, the more you prepare, the more confident you'll be in. And, you know, the more luckier <laughs> you'll get, um, hard work, you know, things happen that way. I feel like when, when you do, you know, you do all the right things and you pull it together, but the camaraderie is huge. I think, especially in, in our sport to win a gold medal, like you have to all be fighting together on that same train on a mission for the main goal. And that's, that's gold medal. So, you know, yourself is last and the team is first and you're willing to do anything and everything that you possibly can to help your team win that medal. Athletes will sometimes hide their rings or their medals in a safe or go the opposite way and build a shrine. Where (laughs) is your, your gold medal right now? It is actually in our safe. So my husband has a a gun safe, I guess you could call it. And so it's in there. (laughs) And how often do you pull it out? You know, it's, it's pretty cool. They're pretty banged up and they're pretty beat up, but I have to say, we tried to count one, one time, And I would say probably like with all the camps and clinics that I've done easily over, like probably 300,000 people have held that medal, you know, just so it's really cool to think of, you know, how many young girls have held that or taken picture with the medal. And I would say that's by, by far the greatest thing about it is being able to share it and, you know, just give people a feel of of wearing it and to look at it and touch it. I was not expecting that answer at all. (laughs) 300,000 people. Wow. Uh, last one, Jenny, you are so ingrained in every community of sport, I feel like an icon. So you must have some pretty famous people in your phone. Who would be the most famous celebrity in your phone? Oh my gosh, I'm the worst of that. I don't know. Um, maybe Trace Atkins from um, Celebrity Apprentice. His daughter uh, ended up playing softball for a couple of years. He invited us to the CMAs. So just uh, what a great guy. I guess maybe him. I don't know. I'd have to probably look. It counts. How about, how about since becoming? Kim Aang, right? Kim Aang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she absolutely counts. That's a perfect right? answer. Ugh. All right, Jenny, we end every podcast by making our guests tell us an embarrassing story. So it could be something from your athletic career or something from your broadcast career or something uh, being a mom, just totally off the wall. Uh, anything that comes to mind that you can share with our audience uh, t- to get us all on the super most relatable level of something that embarrassed you? Where do I begin? Every day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I remember in college, it was like one of our first televised games and it was Arizona versus Arizona State. So it was a big, huge in-state rivalry. And close game and I'm rounding third base running and it was on the WB back in um back in the day which everybody watched right locals and so everybody was tuning in and and we were were pretty pumped that we were on TV and I I totally rounded third base and just biffed like eight grass it was terrible and I just remember like the next day on campus everybody was like how is it fall you ate grass you know talking about that (laughs) and here we are you know finally on TV getting the spotlight and then boom I totally just eat it rounding third base. Um, but we ended up winning. So it was okay. But that was probably one of my most embarrassing moments on the field. I would say, <laughs> I don't think you've eaten grass since I think it's been <laughs> sailing since then. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Jenny. 
Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome. Great to talk shop with you. Um, looking forward to this upcoming season and looking forward to the Olympics and your initiative for the field refurbishment. Um, we'll post links and send people to, to check that out, but we appreciate your involvement in that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's been over $2 million invested in local communities from Scott's in Major League Baseball and I think uh, over two dozen fields that have been redone. So it's it's been so fun to go into these cities and, you know, these kids come out and it's like, wow, I have a big league field to play on. It just kind of gives them a boost and brings the community together. And so I couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of it. But you guys, too, keep up the good work. And it's great to see so many women in the game. Awesome. Thanks, Jenny. Appreciate Thanks it. So Thank much. you, guys. Have Take a care. good one. You too. Bye.